Welcome to the I Was Too Busy podcast, where we talk about life, love, and all the other things we don't have time for. What's going on, y'all? Hi, everybody. It's Ashley. And Shubay. And we're back. Another episode of I Was Too Busy. (laughs) These deep breaths that you take. (laughs) How's your life? Um, life is, life is lifing. Life has been lifing. Life is lifing. I mean, nothing exciting, or I guess, oh no, I guess something did ex- exciting did happen, huh? I got my Instagram hacked. <laughs> 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 I guess that was the most exciting thing I had going on. I'm actually still going through the, um, the messages, because you know, they were like messaging people, mm-hmm. and, um, on Saturday, um, my friend Brandon called and he was like, has your Instagram been hacked? And I was like, yeah, man, don't interact with whoever that is. And so he's like, they're actively messaging me right now. And so I guess like he was like on the phone with me, but then telling them like, I know this is not Shuvay because I'm on the phone with her. And the hacker was like, what do you mean? I'm not on the phone with you. <laughs> <laughs> Clever beaver you are. <laughs> And it was like, stop playing. I'm not on the phone with you. And I'm like, they're really, they were saying thank you to my birthday wishes. And it was real traumatic. But shout out to my friend. I'm not going to say his name, but he did help me get back in my Instagram. So that was good. Tell the people how you got hacked. I don't want to put her out like that. That's mean. I don't think it's a putting out situation. You don't have to tell the full. Yeah. Well, scenario. bottom line is uh, don't inter- interact with people that on Instagram that you haven't interacted with in a long time because uh, that's how I got hacked. It was like one of my friends, um, I guess his Instagram got hacked. Hmm. And then um, they like sent me a message. But my I did not. I was not the person. I was not in possession of my Instagram at that point. <laughs> she wasn't trying to turn 300 into 3000. I was not. <laughs> But no, that's not even what the message said. It it was something about like, um, so the friend that it was is like a club promoter. That's mm-hmm. how I knew him from like way back in the day when I was working in um, hotels. And that the message said like, hey, how are you? Um, I'm trying to get into this influencer house and I need votes. Like, would you vote for me? Or can like, can you vote for me to get my votes up? Which... Is right up this man's alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if they like did recon in his messages or like That's whatever, wild. but it was like yeah. right up his alley to do something like that. So then, um, you know, again, I was not in possession of my phone at the time. A young teenager, <laughs> <laughs> a young teenager had my phone um, and was like, hey, do you know this person? I was in the middle of um, a phone call with my boss. And so I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Whatever. So then I finish my phone call, I get my phone back. Right when I'm like scrolling through Instagram, I get a notification that I've been logged out. And I'm like, what is happening? So I try to log back in, couldn't get back in. And then I got an email that said that my email to my Instagram had been changed to like bossman7152. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> so I messaged from another account that I have. And I was like, what do I have to do to get my account back? And he's like, what are you willing to do? <clears throat> Literally nothing, sir. <laughs> I just want you to give me the password. <laughs> like, this is just Instagram. <laughs> I have 900 followers. Like, <laughs> here, this is not making a huge so impact. So he's like, you can give me $300 in Bitcoin. And I was like, all right. 
am not doing that. Again, this is 900 followers. You can keep it. I'm going to start a new one. I don't even talk. I talked to maybe 20 people <laughs> on Instagram. So like I could just make a new one with those 20 people and I'll be fine. I don't, I don't need my account that bad. But then he kept like dragging it out. So like I got back into it at one point. Um, Cause Instagram has this feature where you send a video selfie and then um, they like give you access to your account. It was three in the morning when I got access to the account. I go in, I start changing stuff. Well, no, that's not true. I was stupid. I got into my account. I immediately called my friend that was trying to help me get into my account from Instagram. And so he's like, okay, you need to go do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, it's not letting me change anything. So he's like, okay, share your screen. He's like, oh, wait, no, we're not on FaceTime. So he's like, call me. So he put his number in there and the hacker was still in there. So he's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, dang. This was stupid. (laughs) So the hacker knew I was in there. So they were like actively. But why are you up? It was three in the morning. Why are you awake? (laughs) Go to bed. You take this job way too serious. (laughs) So then he locked me back out of the account. So I'm like freaking out. And my friend's like, "Um, send the link and information or whatever to my email and I'll do it for you. I'll take care of it on my end. And I'm like. Um, okay. So sent it all to him. And then like that Sunday was like maybe nine o'clock. So my friend lives in New York. So it was like almost one o'clock his time when he got the email. So he texts me, he's like, get ready. And I'm like, oh my God, we're about to fight with this man again. (laughs) But while he's trying to get back into my account, the hacker messaged me from that other account that I was messaging him on and was like, you just lost your last chance to get your account back. You can kiss it goodbye. I was like, who is this? (laughs) Why is my account so serious? (laughs) So then my friend ends up getting back in there, um, changed the password, all that stuff. So now I'm, I'm, I'm back, but there was like, I freaked out for a second because I logged in. So I guess they put some kind of VPN hider or whatever connected to my Instagram because I checked the logins and it said Tucson, Arizona. And I'm like, I'm not in Tucson. So I freaked out and I clicked log out, mm-hmm. but it was me. <laughs> so like they somehow had masked my location. So I kept logging myself out. So I thought the hacker was still in there. So I was like calling my friend. He's like, it is literally two in the morning. Like it's not this serious. Yeah. <laughs> this is Instagram, girl, get off my phone. <laughs> so then I realized like, Oh, it's me. So I logged back in. I'm back in. I'm, everything's fine. But like, I don't know. For a few days afterwards, I had like so much anxiety because I felt like real violated. Like it was like, if you can get into my Instagram, what else can you get into? Everything. Yeah. Every time I get a, I get an Experian credit report saying your email address is on the dark web. I'm like, yo, come on, bro. <laughs> like, it's nothing interesting in here. A bunch of yeah spam. Yeah, like I, I was, it, it like spread into other things too because I was like double checking the doors were locked before I went to bed. So you're like, just paranoid. I was, I was very paranoid for a few days, and I was like, I just need to take a break because you're like they got my address. I didn't know what they had. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what they. Had. And my friend was like, Do you do you have you like shared your address or your social security number on Instagram like in your messages? And I'm like, No, but. If they got into my my Instagram, then they know my email. They could get into my email. That is connected to stuff. Like, I was real paranoid. 
Yeah, I was like, they're coming to get me. And so now every time I get like, so I have Truebill. Yeah. Which, yeah, the, um, what's it called? Budgeting app. And so they always send notifications like, oh, you know, this charge for this charge. And I'm like, I don't remember making this charge. Like, <laughs> And then I go look at it. I'm like, no, I did. <laughs> I'm, I was paranoid for a few days. I'm fine. I'm back. I'm back on Instagram. It's just crazy to go through those messages and see them like really acting like me. Yeah. I, um, one of my friends, he got hacked and like they went through and read messages though, because he had posted, like he had bought his mom a car and then, but he never posted it. And I guess he's probably sent it to someone like privately. And then it was like, I just bought my mom a car. I'm like, Hey, yo, I didn't know you was posting that. Like, what's up? Oh, see. Yeah. So they've been there violating. Yeah. It it is an extreme violation for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a bit much. Like there was even one message where one of my friends was like testing this person. And like, I guess they, well, she said happy birthday. And then it was like, thanks babe. And then it had like a bunch of like pink hearts. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, "Mm, (laughs) is this you babe? (laughs) Like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, it is me. And, and then it said something like, um, don't play me or something like that. And she was like, oh, okay, this really is her. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, Wrong. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Still not me. I'm like, tell me something about myself. One okay, of my so- friends did do that when I Wait. got back in it. I was like, hey, just, you know, because she called him out. She was like, you are you are clearly a hacker. Like, get out of her account. And so I was like, thank you for calling him out. And she's like, I have a test for you. So then she started asking me questions. And she's like, okay, it's you. I was going to say, I don't, do you, are you a Harry Potter fan? Yeah. You know how he's like, what was the last words that Alphys Dumbledore said? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your code word? Hey, if I'm in trouble, I'm going to, like, how, how can I verify it's me? Like, what is your verify it's me sentence? Or like, what is your I'm in danger? So I'm going to say something that I would never say. Like, Ooh, like what i don't know like i would say i hate stevie wonder okay you guys would be fair. like something's wrong with ashley that's fair <laughs> she's in trouble that's fair that'd be me and beyonce i'd be like beyonce's overrated <laughs> call the police <laughs> she, send, not, send, she is not safe <laughs> send an ambulance over there asap <laughs> all right so your instagram got hacked yeah oh it's it's fine i'm back that's the only eventful thing have yeah. we not been hanging out i, I like live a pretty out. boring life i feel like I don't know. I've still been busy. Like, I feel I have like not been. I went to another wedding. It was Me beautiful. Too. Beautiful gowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it was very different, like, from the wedding that we went to in California. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. Um, the music was good. The food was good. Um, it was a this. lot more intimate. Was the demographic different? Yes. Okay, because I feel like that's why we, like, that last wedding was the experience that it was because there was like nobody over 35 (laughs) yeah they did have a lot of friends it was a lot of friends there um in comparison to the wedding i just went to it was a lot of family yeah um but still beautiful um i i think you said this a couple episodes ago but i am like ready to stop celebrating things um (laughs) in general like if we could cancel all holidays moving forward I would be fine with it. Mother's Day, Father's Day. We are not done. Christmas. Weddings, birthdays. Like, if you have them, baby showers, like, I love you. And I always give, you know, but I'm like, all right. I'm about to throw a, like, uh, did you watch Sex in the City? No, right? No. 
I'm going to throw myself like a, hey, I'm a live party because I'm like, this. I'm going to need some of that back. People have been hitting all kinds of milestones this year. I'm like, yo, hey, yo, we're going to have to slow this down. My bank account is reminding me. It's about to to hit me with a red hot alert. Like, you need to stop. Your birthday is approaching. My birthday is coming. That was also. Ask for Visa gift cards. (laughs) I don't even. I I want the $2.95 that you're going to pay for the tax. Oh, my goodness. Give me me cold hard cash. me cold hard cash i don't even want you to pay for the car <laughs> no that's funny <laughs> put the funds in my hand that's really funny <laughs> it's rough out here hey because that 295 another 295 look it's a gallon of gas yeah, <laughs> all right hey you know gas hey gas is over the top bad yeah. like i'm like do you sit? Do you, I'm the person that sits in the car until the song ends. I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I turn my car off. I go in the house. I can't even sit and enjoy the car. I can't let my gas run like that. Yeah, I'm about to feel that real bad because you know I haven't been driving like while well, I was yeah, working, been at, working home, at home. You know? So I left on the weekends and I I was going less than ten miles from my house. Yeah. So I I quite often enjoy the full tank of gas, but this can be over real soon. Yeah, I will say it's beautiful. I don't have to get on the freeway to go to work when I do have to go to work. Yeah. I'm like, oof. Uh, uh, I Jealous. feel for you. I feel for you. No, Jealous. you. This I'm is way on the other side of town. <sighs> you the will other be rewarded side of town. <laughs> later. Other. <laughs> when you can see architecture visually changing, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are on the other side. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That would have been a good enough reason for me to be like, oh, I'm going to stay where I'm I at. I honestly but, almost did. I really did. Because I was like, I guess it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and gas is hot. Like, and you got to run your air. It's different in the winter. You can literally ride without turning on yes. any AC heat, nothing. You can roll your windows down. Like, we get a very short window of like, okay, I could just chill in my car. But <laughs> like from now until October, you have your AC on. Yeah, it's gonna be real fun. It's okay, but you know, the Lord doesn't give me more than I can bear. <laughs> he said, "Cast your no cares." No weapon formed against me. <laughs> I can't with you. No weapon formed. Um, you know, you know, I have the confidence. Ooh, look at that segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confident in the Lord. <laughs> okay. You know what that means then, huh? What it mean? <clears throat> that means it's time for Ashley's music moment. <laughs> so this music moment, um, I was actually listening to the song in the car. Cause I was like, well, how am I going to find a song that ties into what we're talking about? But we're going to, it's going to kind of, I was listening to Maya. It's all about me. Okay. <laughs> First of all, why was she 16 uh, singing that I, song? I still, I was like, <laughs> just now. Up jumps my bunny. What? Why are you? She was. Look uh, in my eyes. She looked 12 and thighs. she was 16. It was now too much. Sing my body right to love, love. But um, who wrote that song? I don't know. Because I kind of feel like we know. Too. I feel like we kind of know. R. Kelly? <laughs> 
Now I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I want to know who wrote that. Who wrote? What? Tell me who wasn't. I mean, R. Kelly was writing lots of songs in the '99, 2000. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really would like. I can't say it. Lord, <laughs> never mind. But I would like to listen to R. Kelly's music, but it not be R. Kelly. You want you want somebody else to record it? Yeah, like do you think it hit the same? Oh, Tank! Oh, Tank could re-sing all his songs, right? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Tank, Tank hit us with the step in the name of love. Tank, if you're listening, man, I I don't know. Is it still a violation? Nope. You know how many songs we listen to that are Kelly's that he wrote? He wrote, and I know that that's the way that everybody has been going about it. Is like canceling R. Kelly's voice. Because you you don't want to take stuff out of somebody else's pocket, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that is a song directly written by him, sung by him. So is it different if somebody else sing it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I just made that rule just now. All right, we are looking up who wrote. It's like seventeen people. I'm on sure this it list. is. <laughs> None of them are Robert Kelly. Okay, good. But I don't recognize any of these names. What's Cisco's real name? <laughs> I actually don't know. Who is Ann Dudley? Is that Maya? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Daryl Pearson? That sounds like that could be Cisco's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, you, you know what? Well, we need some recon. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do some recon afterwards. But um, this episode is actually Shivay's idea. Okay. Uh, we didn't have to tell people that. What oh. if it's bad? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what, if it don't, what if it don't pop off like I thought in my mind? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't give what you said. It, it wasn't was giving what it plus the heck gave. <laughs> I don't know. We'll take the reins. Me? Right yeah. now? Take the reins? Yeah. For, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be, you, I'm good with being put on the spot, but you put me on the spot just now. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess today we are talking about building confidence and being confident, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, I feel like this came to me a while ago, but it came to me because, um, people ask me what I think is an insulting question. They always ask me like, where does your confidence come from? And I feel like that's kind of rude. I feel like, first of all, you're implying that I shouldn't be confident and look at me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but people do ask me that. And I sometimes get, I do get insulted because I feel like. It is implying that I maybe don't have something to be confident about. Am I reading too deeply into that? Mm-mm. No, I, I mean, I would receive it that way. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I also think it's a valid question because there are a lot of people who are not that confident. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think when people ask me that, they think there's like some kind of, like I have like a list or like steps, which I really don't. I, I To be very honest with you, I was not confident for a really long time, like probably all the way through high school I wasn't that confident mm. and then I think after that it was kind of like I I don't care what you people have to say <laughs> like I it's too many opinions and and really it came from dating when I first got out of high school I had like lost myself in trying to be whatever that person that I was dating at the time wanted me to be mm. so I had like no no sense of identity self-esteem was inhale <laughs> like I was real bad and so I I think that I like kind of had maybe an epiphany I had a a moment with myself where it was like who who are you to you who do you think you are and then so I think it started to come from there I think a lot of people think because I don't care a lot what people think about me that 
I don't know. Is that labeled? Is that considered confidence? I don't know if I can define confidence like for you. You know what I mean? No, I do. I do. I don't know. I feel like does that really is that if I'm like, just forget everything that somebody thinks about me. Mm -hmm. Is that does that make me confident or is it that just make me. Nonchalant. I mean, I think it would be a little bit of both. Okay. Now, because now that I'm working through it, I'm thinking like confidence would be me being who I am, regardless of what people think of me. Not necessarily that I'm just like, I don't care what you have to say. It's like it, it, what you say resonates, but I'm still good. I'm still sure that who I am is good. Good enough. Mm, I like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, see, I just worked that out. Look at this. Ther- <laughs> therapy right here on I was too busy. <laughs> see, I feel like um, I'm confident in certain things. But because I like second guess and I like question myself and doubt, it's not that I'm just like insecure. But there are some things that I just... There's there's some things I'm like, um, I, I couldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm so confident in this. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. A song just came to my head. We just sang it um, not this week, but last week at church. I will remain confident in this. Oh, my gosh. I was singing that song earlier. That's so fun. Goodness of the Lord. Um, but, yeah, no, I can be confident in certain things. Um but I don't feel like, like, no one's ever asked me, like, how are you so confident? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Um, it's never been a scenario where it's like, she just, I can walk boldly in things. Like, I feel like in the workplace, I'm very confident. And that has to do with, like, my knowledge base and my experience. Like, I legitimately know what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like I could stand on that. Like, you can't tell me, you can't an- outmanage me. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> If, if this, y'all should have seen if you the shoulders in the neck roll. <laughs> like if I work side by side with another manager, mm-hmm. you can't outmanage me. You know why? Because I want to run with you anyways. So I'm if you if you surpass me, we still winning. I don't care. Yeah. So it's like you can't outmanage. This isn't a competition. I'm confident in what I know and what I am capable of in the area of work. Right. But I feel like when it comes to like. I don't know, showing confidence in like appearance and stuff like that. Same thing. In high school, I was like, hmm, I don't know. And I remember one of our friends uh, in high school, her mom used to be like, Ashley's so fine. She just don't know it yet. And I used to be <laughs> like, mm, I, I don't know what you see, girl, but okay. And she's like, girl, wait till you get when you get grown. And she messaged me um, not that long ago when she added me on Facebook. She's like, I told you it was going to get fine, girl. <laughs> But I remember being 14, 15, 16, 17, being like, I don't see what you, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I was right there too. Especially, I mean, I had big breasts, no booty, like, and back, like, black women having booty was always celebrated. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I was like, my back connect to my thighs. Oh, like. (laughs) You irritate me so bad. (laughs) So it was just one of those things where it's like, well, how do you exude confidence? And you know what? How, how do you exude? How do you exude confidence 
when you've never seen it demonstrated. And I don't want to say like no one around me is confident, but like what is confidence supposed to look like? Because I feel it goes back to my, like you need to be humble. Like Mm -hmm. confidence for women specifically can be received as being conceited. So like, what is the line? Like, how do you show confidence without being conceited? Um, I don't know if I can answer that because I'm kind of conceited. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm kind of conceited. So I don't know if I can answer that. But I honestly feel like the turning point for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. The turning point for me actually happened in the workplace. Okay. Um, because. I don't want to say too much, but there is a certain demographic that I beef with in the workplace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a certain demographic I just don't get along with. And they're always the ones who are like, they say that I'm like loud or aggressive or whatever. Cause I'm one of those people when I, when I start a job, my main goal is to know everything. So I'm reading, I'm reading manuals. I'm going through drawers. Like I'm nosy when I first started a job, right? Mm -hmm. So then I often quickly know what I'm talking about because I've done all of this digging and research or whatever, right? They will be like, she's too loud. She's aggressive. Why? She thinks she knows everything. And it it got to the, when it, the very first time that it happened to me, I was like, Oh my god! I need to shut up. Mm. Like I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I'm like a know it all, or like I want, I want everybody to like me. I want, I want to be cool with everybody. But then after it kept happening, I was like, "Not nah, somebody tripping, and it's not me." Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me knowing something. Like there's nothing wrong with me speaking up or having an opinion. You can have one too if you would like. Like that's when all of that started to like. I got fired from a job for that. Like I had a boss who just terrorized me. She would call me ghetto. She called me like loud. She called me aggressive. Like all the thing, all the microaggressions. Like I couldn't wear my hair curly. All the microaggressions you could think of, I experienced in that workplace. And that's when I was like, "It's not me. I am who I am. This is who you're gonna get. If you don't like it, too bad." Like that's where I, I couldn't keep fighting that fight of like trying. It, it took me back to when I was younger and dating and trying to become whatever that one person wanted me to be and then moving on to something else and then trying to be something else there. So it, I was like, I'm not do- I, I promised myself the last time when I was dealing with these men trying to change me that I wasn't going to allow anybody to change me. So why am I allowing it to happen in the workplace? So then it was like, all right, I'm done with this. So now I just carry it into every aspect of my life at this point. I do know I'm a little out. I come in hot sometimes. I do know that. That itself is a work in progress. So maybe my confidence is a little too loud. <laughs> in some instances. You know what I mean? But I'm working on it. I'm balancing out my confidence at this point. I think I had I had none. <laughs> then I had too much. <laughs> so now I'm trying to find a happy medium. I have two thoughts. Okay. Um, when it comes to the workplace, I, I mean, I think... Any one of any person of color, yes, yes. <laughs> but any black woman, black man or br- black or brown, mm-hmm. I think 
if you're you've been in any it doesn't you don't even have to be in leadership. I feel like if you have been in a capacity where people that you work in a team and you have a little bit more of a voice than someone else, yeah, then it be, you become a threat. Yes. Then you you get to a well, you know she's a little aggressive. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Or did I say something that you didn't like? Or did I challenge you and I was right? And that's so, why that boss didn't like me. So now I'm aggressive. Yep. So it's it's I feel like again if you are are black, it it doesn't even have to happen at work. That used to happen at school. Like yeah. I think about like being a kid, I was always smart. I just didn't like to do homework. <laughs> <laughs> honestly but I know the answer and yeah. it's like oh no and I've always been kind of a, like I get along with my friends and like talk like I've been an introvert but I'm like no I know that like ask me to answer I know that when it's time to read out loud because I know how to read oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> call me <laughs> you know what I mean your guy. <laughs> but then it's like um if I was definitely I had it bad and I guess like I felt like when I was in like when I was in school, it was almost, I was told I was arrogant. Yes. And I was just telling um, some of our friends this the other day, like I was in elementary school and I was correcting the teachers based off of what I was taught. And I went to all white school mm-hmm. and I remember getting sent to the principal's office, but really like I gave, I shared the information the way that I knew it. So I wasn't a problem. You just didn't like what I said. Right. That's my first point. So it's okay. just like just not being accepted in, in those spaces. So it will auto- automatically be problematic. The second thing, though, that I heard you say is when we talk about confidence, it's wrapped up in identity. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can be confident when you know, like, who you are. So, like, I like I always say in the workplace, like, I know who I actually is. Right. I feel like I feel like I've said it here, but. I have changed so much in the last five years that I'm literally reestablishing myself. So it's like, am I really confident in like who this person is? Am I confident in like who I am right now? Pretty much. Like I am one thing for sure. I'm a good person. I got a good heart. I can stand on that. You know what I mean? But Big then facts, friend. <laughs> but when I start thinking about things like, am I exactly confident in that? And some of it, I don't even know if it's confidence or if I have to accept things too. Like go a little deeper. Like, um, like, like even with looks, it's like somebody could tell me I'm fine. I'd be like, oh, thank you. But like, do I need to accept that, or is it that I need to be confident in it? I'm, I'm. That's an interesting point because you know how I said that I'm like low key conceited, mm-hmm. right? That really part of that really is a joke because when sometimes people are like, I think you are so fine. And I'd be like, I think I'm cute. I think you're putting you're putting a lot on it. I think I'm a cute girl. OK, and we're going to leave it there. And they'd be like, I said what I said. And I'll just be like, OK, like I really do have um, or, or when someone calls me sexy, that's when I get uncomfortable because I think that's too far. Yeah, it's like I, I think I'm cute. I'm fun. I'm a cute girl. That's it. So when someone goes beyond that, I get a little uncomfortable and then I have to like stop myself and be like, no, just that's their opinion. Let them have their opinion. That's how they feel about you. Let them feel that way. It's not, it's not any detriment to you for somebody to feel that way. But so like when I do say I'm conceited, it's really just me partially being funny. I mean, I don't think I'm ugly, but most of it is being funny because that's how I got my confidence in the first place was faking until I made it. Mm. So I think right now maybe I'm, 
I'm accepting being sexy. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I get real uncomfortable. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) oh my gosh, Mm, that's too far. (laughs) Like one time I was dating this man who complimented me all the time. And I like compliments, right? Every time we talked, he would compliment me. But I think it started to get to him. (laughs) I think the pressure of complimenting me started to get to him because one day he was like, you finer than sweetie. I said, okay, now hold on. <laughs> Hype me up, boo. Now hold on. Okay, now we just lying. <laughs> like, now we've gone too far. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> I don't know what game you're, we're playing right now. I don't, I don't know what you're trying to get what out of this. Felt that way. He was giving possible. you extra premium gas. <laughs> it's not possible. Yes, and I just need, I need E, what is it, E89? What's that? <laughs> It was too much. <laughs> it's like finer than sweetie. Really? Maybe you're his type, which is fine. Say I'm your type, but don't lie. Like you finer than Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> That's too far. It's too far. Uh, sweetie, you could have picked a regular celebrity. I don't even know what a regular celebrity is. Yeah, I was going to say, what's a regular celebrity? I don't know. Or who is a regular I don't, celebrity? I don't know. I have no idea. But, sweetie. Have we all seen her? I, I have. I haven't been liking her looks lately, though, to be honest. She's still fine. Yeah, she is. It doesn't matter what her hair, her outfit, none of that matters. She's still fine. I'm not that fine. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that end. Thank you for coming. Right. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. If you had to give advice to, let's say, your niece, right? She's yeah. eight? Yeah. She's eight. Okay, so if you had to give her advice on having confidence or being confident, what are you telling her? That's actually, we actually right now have been working on this because mm-hmm. she is actually very self-conscious and we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. So we're trying to build that confidence in mm-hmm. her. Um, but, dang, you know, now that I think about it, I feel a little shallow because what I do now is I'm like, oh, your brown skin is so pretty. Or, or she has locks. I'm like, I love your locks so much. They're so cute. Like, I, I give her compliments like that so that she knows that, like, people people like those things. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's shallow. I don't think it's shallow, especially for a child, right? I don't think it's shallow because those are things, being a black child, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, that yeah. somebody will tell her is not yeah beautiful or acceptable. Like, you're not supposed to wear your hair like that. Yeah, no, you you're know, right. you're right. so I don't you're think right. that's shallow at all. You're right. I mean, as far as like instilling confidence in her, though, like we give her affirmations all the time. Mm-hmm. We're like, you're you're very smart. Like she gets frustrated with homework mm-hmm. and we're always like, OK, take a deep breath. You we know you're smart. You know, you're smart. You got this. Like we just tell her that randomly, too, sometimes because she she's I, we don't know where she's eight. So yeah. she'll come home and she'll be like. Um, well, she has another sister. Her dad has a, another daughter. And so she'll be like, my sister had bows in her hair today. They're really pretty. And we'd be like, do you want, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your space buttons? Like, and she'll be like, well, um, she gets her hair braided and we're like, okay, you can't get your hair braided because you have locks, but your locks are just as beautiful as her braids. Mm. Like we, I, we don't know where it's coming from. And like, we, my hope is that there's not someone telling her. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, your hair not cute. Like I yeah. hope, I hope <laughs> it's gonna be some <laughs> table shaking around this month. 
no, nah, but for real. But I listen. I mean, my niece has a different texture hair, but I'm like, look, if my sister wanted to lock her hair, I'll start a war. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I think a lot of time. First of all, adults are kind of the biggest culprits of giving children insecurities. Yeah, because they push their insecurities onto children. Like, I don't want to say it's intentional, but it's like insecurities that you have. Did you learn them from someone else? Probably. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so I'm sure. So at eight years old, unfortunately, she could be around kids who don't understand yeah. locks. Right. So at her age, somebody at her school is like, why is your hair like that? Like, oh. Just breaks my heart to even think about it. I know, but unfortunately, I'll fight a kid. <laughs> I'll fight a kid. I fight your parents. You bring your grandma. <laughs> I'm trying to not say things. I will. <laughs> but you know what? Um, you making the point of like um, insecurities coming from adults. That that's something that I actually thought about not too long ago because I kind of have a complex about my height mm. right like i'm average height five five it's not not too short not too tall you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i have my whole life i've always wanted to be shorter <laughs> welcome to our world <laughs> i've always wanted to be shorter yeah. and it's like i'm five five i'm not extremely tall yeah why would i be why would i have issues with being five five and it's because like from birth i was a stocky baby yeah like i was i had rolls a big old head. Like mm-hmm. I, I weighed a lot from birth. Yeah. And so growing up, the adults in my family, like I had nicknames like She-Ra, oh. Amazon, Xena. Like they called me these things that were like these big, muscular, powerful women. And for me, it felt like that's a bad thing. So like I want to be tiny. I want to be petite. Like I want, I'm not tall. I'm not fat. Like, you know what? Like, I'm just average size. So I shouldn't yeah. have any issue. I don't, there's nowhere I can't go. There's, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nothing's out of, out of reach for me in any direction. So I never understood why I was so obsessed with like wanting to be like five, two. Cause my mom's five, two. My sister's five feet even. I just always wanted You're to be. You're just taller than. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just taller than those women. <laughs> but for you to like, I'm like nine and you're like, she I mean, my dad still calls me an Amazon to this day. So yeah, like for me, it like affected me because I'm like, I just I want to be tiny then. Like, yeah, I definitely wanted to be short. But I mean, when you're in school and you're taller than all the boys, yeah. like it's absolutely awkward. Yeah. So everybody like if I were around my family, everyone's tall so that I fit in. But then when I'm home, everyone's small. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I definitely felt that height thing and but I like being tall wasn't a bad thing in my house. So I I know that a lot of that stuff is learned cuz like I'll give you the biggest example I have. So if you if you don't know me well, my dad is a fair-skinned man. He's light and my mom is like a rich milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister talk about this a lot. The standard of beauty in my house was that chocolate women were beautiful. So I remember being young, being like, I want to have a chocolate baby. Like, what? did I want the cho- same life? I wanted a chocolate kid because be- <laughs> your dad is like, your yes. mom is dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like, so 
I, my dad would say things like, and he wouldn't say it to me specifically, mm-hmm. but he would say things like if, if a woman was on TV, he'd be like, oh, she's pretty for a light skinned girl. So it was like, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that it was the, reverse. Yeah. The beauty standard was the opposite, mm-hmm. but the standard in my house was like chocolate skin is in blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dang, I wish I was, I wish I was a little darker. Like I wish I had a little, you know, I wish I had a little more melanin in my skin, you know, because I felt like that was the standard of beauty. Like it wasn't a huge insecurity for me, but I used to always be like, oh, I wish I was a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that it wasn't his intent to be like, you is not cute. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I, I know that wasn't his intention, but it's like when you hear something enough, um, I, I think it helps build the like a mental standard yeah. for you. Yep. And so it's like, I think, again, part of building confidence, confidence is unlearning some of the things that we, the perceptions that we were taught as children and unintentionally. Yeah. I went to an all white school in elementary school. I had big lips. I was tall. Like, so it was like all of my features don't fit where I'm at. Right. So it's like, of course, I don't feel comfortable. Like I was in an environment that I wasn't supposed to be comfortable in. Like I already stood out. And so like, because I'm naturally an introvert, all that did was make me want to shrink into myself. You know what I mean? So it was like, I feel like if I had to give a, if I was giving my niece advice, like the things I tell my sister right now is like, I want to reinforce the, characteristics or the personality traits she already has Mm -hmm. like so instead of saying you're loud it's like you're so bold like you're so assertive you're so sure of yourself I think it's just like reworking or relearning like like I said unlearning the bad things and just changing our language to mold it the way like you're so beautiful you're so smart like even my niece she's you know she's taller than all the kids in her her class and then when her mom picks her up she she's like, am I heavy, mommy? And she's like, no, the people that are trying to pick you up are just weak. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? know that's right. <laughs> like, because I'm like, you're not about to make her insecure because she is bigger. Yeah. I, if I show you a picture of myself at two, me and Jereen argue to this day. She's like, there's no way you were two. And it was in August. And I was you my birth- turn two. I had just <laughs> turned two. And I looked like I was five. Yeah. So it's like, she comes by that honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, so then if her t- teacher's picture, she in daycare, they're like, whew, Michaela, you're you're heavy. Like, you're not heavy. They're just weak. Yeah, no, that's fair. That is something that we're trying to teach my niece because yeah. I think my niece is like me all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my girl was a big when she was born, you yeah. know? And so, like, <laughs> we, so, like, even when she falls asleep on the couch, like, sometimes we're like, no, nah, you got to get up because we're not carrying you up the stairs. Yeah. And then we'll say, you're too big. We're not carrying you up the stairs. But then I had this moment where I thought back of, like, my family calling me uh, She-Ra or, like, Zena. Like, so I'm like, I don't want her to feel that way. So I make it a point to carry her up the stairs. Like, she, I really do. Like, I, I want her to know that, like, she's still our baby. Yeah. I can still physically pick you up and take you up the stairs. I might struggle a little bit. But again, the people that are picking you up are weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Like that's that's a good way to look at it. Like yeah. honestly, so like my my sister now she black now she has to get up and I'm like I got her. Yeah, I got her. We we're, we're good. Like she a little long. She almost as tall as yeah, me. Yeah, she but. is tall. <laughs> When when she when she said how old she was, I was like, dang, she she's tall. But I get it. Yeah. I mean, your sister not short. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like parents are pretty tall. Yeah. yeah. But I also understand being the awkward tall child. Like, dang, I'm bigger than everybody in my class. Like, that's uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. I wish and I said this, my mom is five eleven, so she's two inches taller than me. She played basketball in school. So that was that was her highlight. People looked at her. She, my mom played basketball in college. And if the WNBA was around when she graduated college, she probably would have been in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So it was like people didn't focus on her being tall because she played basketball. But I wish that she had taught us as girls to navigate being a tall girl in uncomfortable spaces. You know what I mean? She was a hooper. So it was different. Mm-hmm. It was like everybody knows she played basketball. We didn't play basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then you like, get those comments of like, why you don't play basketball? I tried out for the basketball team when I was a freshman in high school to appease my parents and made the team. And I was like, I want to cheer. Mm. My parents were so Are disappointed. Are you a back spot? <laughs> I was. You were, yeah. I, um, I always, me and my dad joke, because I was like, I'm an anom- I am an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your wingspan is normally your height. Right? Is so, it? Yeah, if you stretch your arms out, Tip to tip, it should be your height. For most oh. people, it is that. I am 5'9", and I have a 6'2 wingspan. My Why arms do you know are, that? Who because measured it, it? We used to measure each other's arms at work when I worked at Victoria's <laughs> Secret. <laughs> Glad I don't work there anymore, but yeah, this is what boredom does for you. <laughs> Get your measuring tape. Let's let's measure your arms. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely wish that... Um, like my mom would have been like, yeah, I know it's a little uncomfortable to be a tall girl in school, um, but I see. This, but see, she didn't know that she though. didn't have. A, she wasn't equipped. She, she didn't know that to be able weird. to handle that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I just want everybody to get therapy so we can heal these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's where I'm at with my niece and nephew. Like, obviously, I'm not their parent. Yeah, but I'm like, I just hope the things that I'm doing for them mm-hmm. will combat the things that we know. Or the things that we've learned yeah. as far as parenting goes. So, like, that's why, like, we were talking about my niece being, she's tall and she's heavy. But, like, I still sometimes hold her like a baby. Because I'm like, I just want you to know you're you're eight. Yes, you're, you're, you're tall and you're big and you're capable of doing this, that, and the third. But you're still a baby. You're eight. So I'm going to hold you. Sometimes she just, like, sits in my lap. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> Okay, let me just readjust, girl. You kind of plop down. (laughs) Oh my goodness! But it's like you're still my baby, and like I want you to know you're still my baby. And like I even like sometimes have talks with her to just kind of see where her headspace is. You know, like I'm like, well, how's school? Do you have friends at school? Like, is everybody nice to you? Are you nice to everybody? Like, and those weren't things that my parents did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they weren't. They would like ask how school was, but it was kind of like picking us up from school. Like, oh, how was school? And then they just start driving. They, yeah, they care, but not that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I make it a point to like listen to my niece so that hopefully she can feel confident in speaking her mind, and then doing it in a way where it's constructive, where she's not just freaking out having a temper tantrum. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. I and it's like she's eight, so I don't know if it's working. <laughs> I will say this, even if it's not working right now, I will, I mean, still to this day, 
every day, my after school, every single day, he would say, how's your day? Mm-hmm. And he would wait to lit, like to get our response. And then he used to also ask me, what they teaching y'all in school? But <laughs> <laughs> he would always ask every, like, still, I'm an adult. And he'd be like, how was your day today? And I would be like, it was good. How was work? Like, he legitimately, like, my dad, this is a side side note, I guess, but my dad legitimately knows almost, I don't want to say everything about my friends, but he'd be like, how's this person doing? How's this person doing? How's this person doing? Like, he can name all of my friends' kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he's just, like, that intentional. So, like, when I was a kid, I didn't value that. I was like, daddy always asks me. Are you in my business? Yeah, like, I didn't value that, but now I'm 35 years old. Oh, I'm not 35 yet. Oh, I cursed that. No, you. <laughs> Stop. Not you I cursed got a, that to the pit. <laughs> just for it to come back up in a few months. I got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but at my big age, I, I value that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, be, I, I feel like, aha. <laughs> I feel like that builds confidence in our relationship, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, I always know that you really care. So I feel like, on the flip side, like, when your niece gets older, like, she's going to be like, well, she's always asked me how I'm doing. And, like, she sat and listened. And, like, so I can really tell her the truth. You know what and I see, mean? And, see, that's kind of the relationship I had with <laughs> with my aunt. I laugh because our relationship's a little different now that I'm an adult. But it's a whole generation, so I realize that, their their way of thinking is a little different and yeah, I can't always be yeah. on board with it. <laughs> yeah. But when I was younger, my aunt was like who I would always call. Like if mm-hmm. I had like even if me and my mom were like having an issue, I'd like call my aunt and be like, Your sister <laughs> <laughs> And my aunt would like listen to me and then like give me advice and then, you know, I'd move on. But and I think that's what I'm hoping to be, but forever <laughs> for my niece. Yeah. So that's what we're working on right now. But. Same sis, same. I don't know like I don't think I have confidence like nailed down or anything but I would want her to be kind of like me obviously better than me because I I'm learning these things so it's like if I teach her now she doesn't have to learn them later Mm -hmm. so she's gonna be better than me when she's my age you know what I mean but I just don't want her to grow up the way that I did where it was like I was always questioning Mm -hmm. this that and the third like so, that, say it. that Shira and like the Amazon, like that stuff. And it, and it, it even manifests still today because when my dad's not around, like I make a joke, like if my dad's not available, then I become the man of the family. Eek. Because that's, I'm who they call. They're like, can you, um, can you come uh, put this up? Can you come change these light bulbs? Can you come hang this up in my living room? No. <laughs> if there's something heavy. So my sister, my sister, when she goes grocery shopping, she leaves all of the heavy things in the car for me to get. Mm-mm. So now I'm like, when I get a man, I don't know what's uh, he going to be tired of me because I'm at like my fingers broke. <laughs> oh, I'm damseling in distress for <laughs> I'm tired. Sure. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm at like no, nothing. Work. <laughs> already know. Yeah, I, like, it's it's bad. <laughs> Can you help me carry this? <laughs> and it won't be heavy at all. Yeah. That's going to be me. Because yeah. that's, I'm being used in the opposite right now. That's why I'm like the strong ind- independent woman narrative. Yeah. yeah. I won't subscribe to it. Yeah. I'm strong-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. It's, I mean, you know, I'm confident in my ability to get it done, but I don't want to do it. 
<laughs> um, I'm semi confident. Look, I don't even want to take. Uh, mm. I need help. I could do it if I had to, I guess, but I don't want to have to. Right. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Well, dang, I wonder what it's like for, like, as far as confidence in boys. Or men. Right? Because well, yeah, these boys, turn, yeah, they become men. <laughs> boys <right>? to men. <laughs> I was going to say seeds become plants, boys become men. What's that? It's from There's a Jay-Z line. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. I'll believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> I'll believe it. I'm like, I have to think of the song now. But yeah, I, I'm i sure men endure the same things that we do. So the thing is, like, when men are emotional, what are they? Babies. Yeah. Right? So then it's like, no, nah, I can't show emotion. And so it's maybe not confident the same way that we we see it mm-hmm. but the thing uh, i look the unlock is that <laughs> your confidence really starts from being a child yeah, that's correct it's like if you ain't got it young it's gonna be a little questionable as yeah. an adult and then it's up to you to unlearn those things it's tough tell me about it <laughs> it's tough tell me about it so I I would imagine that for a little boy who turns into a man later, to a young man, to a man, it would be the same. So it's like if you had to, you have a nephew, like what are you pouring into him that he can take into his adulthood? You know what I think is interesting though is like, so yes, we know that a lot of times we tell boys like don't don't cry Mm -hmm. you're being you're being a baby blah 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 but on the flip side of that there's this narrative that like boys are more babied than girls are by by their their mothers yeah Mm -hmm. so i feel like where where are we drawing the line on that because if i'm trying to not say that majority of our families are broken they are. I'm trying to not say that. <laughs> <laughs> they they are. So but, then it's like I okay, so it's a single mother raising a boy. Mhm. She's babying him. Mhm. That's her king. <laughs> I can't, I do not like when it's when not, I when, <laughs> when women call their sons king. I also think it's weird when you call kids sexy. That's it's, weird. Yes, I agree. But continue um, continue. Yeah, so they're they're raising them, they're coddling them and then they become teenagers and then it's like Stop being a baby. You're whining. Where where, where are we at? I think that you shouldn't regulate a human being's emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So when you tell a young boy that he's crying, that he's a baby, then he learns to bottle. Mm-hmm. I think there's also nothing wrong with being affectionate to your children, male or female. Yes. Because they need that. So I don't think there's a fine line. I think what you have to do as a parent while you're showing them that love and affection and giving them the space to have emotions, then you also teach them how to be an independent entity. Like you, you're, the responsibility of you learning to do X, Y, Z is this, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, like, your parents can do your very best. And at 18, you go the, the left to what they taught you. You know what I'm saying? I say that same thing about me and my sister. Like, it's like, 
I mean, not that one of us turned 18 and went crazy, but like just our temperaments, mm-hmm. the things that we enjoy, the type of people that we choose to spend our time with, they're completely different. But we were raised in the same house. Like we were taught the same values, morals, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter how hard my parents tried to tell us something or drill something in, we still chose our friends. And that's where most of where we, who we are was formed because of these relationships that we had with our friends. Yeah. See, that's why parenting is so hard. I say it all the time. Parenting is the hardest job that you'll ever have. It's uh, the most rewarding and least rewarding because you don't get paid for it. Yeah, that's and my sometimes sister said on don't. Facebook she wished there was an HR department. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you don't get acknowledged for the work that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that parenting is super hard because, like, now we're hyper aware of generational curses and we're trying to break things and it's like, I don't want to pass this on to my kids and I hope that I don't do this to my kids and I hope I'm not giving them a trauma that they have to recover from or heal from later. So I think that now more than before, our parents were not worried about passing nothing on to us. (laughs) Just got to get these kids fed, man. (laughs) We just try to put clothes on your back and put a little food in your stomach. (laughs) Keep the lights on. Look. Yeah. Our parents was, I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. My parents was working two jobs at one point. When my dad was working two jobs, my mom was pulling 12-hour days. Like, all right, you and your sister, you know what to do. Don't burn the house down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, at yeah. one point, it was like we were literally, like, in survival mode, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like they did their best with no, what they, they were given. That. So it's like the generation now will probably be the best if they take it like the best human beings to be parents, right? Because mm-hmm. hopefully the hope is that they're not passed on all these traumas to pass on to their children. Yeah. There is some people who are not trying to heal though. So they're just, oh, well, I'm going to be mean to my kids. I'm going to talk crazy to my kids. I'm still going to beat my kids to obliteration. Like, and so they still going to, you know they raising reckless children who yes. still have to heal from who are causing trauma where a young lady has to rebuild her confidence on her own because her peers are crazy people yeah <laughs> and i feel like one thing that look this is a parenting non-parenting advice i think one thing that um some people would do well with showing their children is like being kind to others because sometimes I feel like they don't learn it. Like kids are cruel. And I'm like, where did, where did, where was that learned? Mm, I think it was a matter of not learning anything. And here's why I say that. Because you don't, you haven't necessarily been taught right from wrong. You're still learning those things. I knew you wasn't supposed to do that. Yes, you, because maybe your parents were absolutely drilling that home. But I mean, like, for some people, because I I think about this, right? I can't think of a time where my parents taught me a lesson, right? Like, I I don't remember them ever sitting me down and being like, you have to be good to people. But I know to be good to people because of how I was raised. I didn't just get it from anywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? So I feel like I don't even know. How how do you do that? I guess is what I'm asking because my parents never explicitly said be nice to people. So how do you teach a child to be nice? Beat them. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it probably was for my parents. It probably was just an, their example. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I literally don't remember them ever telling me anything. <laughs> I think they just lived their lives the way they wanted us to live our lives. And then that's, that was the example they said. Okay. Cause my, my, my mom, she kind of a pushover. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Sometimes I'd be like, really? <laughs> You gonna let people treat you like this? <laughs> I way um, too nice. <laughs> I mean, I definitely we we got a we got we got some we got the hood life lessons though, you know. Like my my dad is my my parents grew up in the hood. Like so the yeah. the like specific like my parents were never the ones that were like you don't fight nobody. It's like if somebody get close to you, you think they gonna hit you, hit them first. <laughs> like I was not the parent that was like I did not have the parents that were like well let them hit you it's like if you think that they look like they threatening you like hit them you know what I mean so I feel like I got I definitely I I fundamentally like I I feel like we were taught to be kind though because like I felt like we were taught a lot of things like me and my sister were taught to be a team like me and Tiff we you know because my oldest sister she lived in Michigan so it was like Y'all can fight as much as y'all want in this house. But when you leave this house, it's you and her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I always knew we could go toe-to-toe in the house. But it's like, as soon as we step outside, like, you can't say nothing about my sister. You can't touch my sister. You can't breathe hard about my sister. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like my parents kind of set those ground rules for us as far as that goes. I always knew that you needed to be good to people because... Some people got it worse than you. And I feel like that that's a product of like my dad growing up poor, you know? So it was like, we always knew that, that you needed to have an air of kindness. Like you couldn't be like rude to people. So I feel like it was taught to us. I, I just think. don't ever remember my, I mean, I, they, I'm sure they did. I just can't ever remember. It's like, I feel like I've just always known that. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. I can't recall a conversation where my parents were like, this is how you're supposed to behave. I'm sure they told you. I mean, they probably did. I'm, I'm not trusting denying that they, that did. they didn't. You know, they probably <laughs> did. Because where else would I get it from? You know, like, like, I'm just a good person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. So I know somebody had a conversation with me, but I just don't really remember it. And I feel like, now I'm not, it's hard for me to say I'm not raising kids because I kind of am, you know. But I feel like now with these kids, it's like, I want to be like, be a good person yeah be confident in who you are like I almost want to do those things so that it be, it becomes like a repetitive thing like Not they start to repeat to it to themselves person. like yeah I need to make better choices I remember in the eighth grade I had this teacher Mr. Davis I'll never forget him because uh he was my English teacher mm-hmm. and he used to make us all stand up and say like this big long like affirmation that I still remember to this day. You and so share it? It's kind of long. <laughs> I'll, I'll share some of it, right? So he would like, he'd be like, good morning, class. And then we'd have to like stand up. That was our cue to stand up. And then you say, I am a serious child. I am a serious child with serious goals. My life is destined to be filled with positivity. I know that if I work to keep my mind, my character, and my body clean. I forgot the rest, the next part. But then it's like, I know that if I lie down with hogs, then I will come up with dirt. <laughs> so, 
Okay. <laughs> but then it's like, it's like a minute long. Like it's like, yeah. but it was like affirmations for us to be good people. Like yeah. to believe in ourselves, to work hard. Like maybe that's part of my confidence too, huh? Possibly. Because I do sometimes think about that where I'm like, I'm a serious child with serious goal. <laughs> my life is destined to be filled with positivity. Like that's a, that's a good thing to tell eighth graders. Cause mm-hmm. that's when it really starts to get ruthless. Your body's changing. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I was in the eighth grade, when I was in the eighth grade, I think that was when I was the hardest on myself because I had like acne and like my body was weird. It was ninth grade for me. When I was in the eighth grade, I looked like a lollipop. I had no body, but I had like a big old head. So <laughs> it was like, I'm ugly. <laughs> I was like, I look like a shish kebab. I remember saying that one time. I don't even know why I thought it a shish kebab. Like what? What is that? But like. I remember feeling like I am not a cute girl. Boys didn't like me. Even in high school, like, I didn't get a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend my freshman year who was really mean to me. Mm. And then I had a boyfriend my um, senior year. And my senior year, he was really mean to me. So then when I was an adult, I was like, I wonder where this is coming from with these kids. Because they were very misogynistic boys. Mm. So it was like, we are 14. Why why do you have all these gender roles? <laughs> why are you telling me Where did I'm you supposed learn to this? behave as your lady? Like, <laughs> so I felt like I felt like growing up I didn't I didn't even have anybody telling me like, Oh, you're really pretty, you're you're this, you're that, you're smart. I had to tell myself those things after high school. Um Do you listen to NDRE? Yes. I am not my head. Oh my god, that's not where I was going. No, I know. <laughs> um, from her voyage to India, I was like, oh, I wish I would have thought about this before. But um, now that we've had this full conversation, get it together. She says, one, get it together. One shot to your heart without breaking your skin. No one has the power to hurt you like your kin. Kept it inside, didn't tell no one else. You didn't even want to admit it to yourself. And now your chest burns and your back aches from 15 years of holding This was definitely a solo. <laughs> and now you only have yourself to blame if you continue to live this. Okay, I resent that. Though. What? That you only have yourself to blame yes. if you continue to live this way. I resent that. Why? If you continue, I slightly resent that. Get it to get. You've got to heal your body. I slightly resent that. You have to heal your heart. Hear me out. Whatsoever you sow, you will reap. I slightly resent that. Nah, that song, like every word. I mean, it's accurate. I'm not going to deny that. But I feel like, I feel like that's allowing, that. that's like reassigning blame. Mm-mm. And I don't like that. Because if I've gone through all these years of trauma at the hand of someone else, and now you're telling me, uh, well, you need to fix it. You know what's wrong. You need to fix it moving forward. I feel like that's reassigning blame. I think that's also taking accountability of your hurt, though. Yeah, yes, but I feel like for her to say you only have yourself to blame, that's not fair. 
I didn't do this to myself. You only have yourself to blame if you continue to live this way. No, it's I a full understand. sentence. No, I understand. If you make the decision to stay in this place, it is your fault. That's what she's saying. That Then you have to accept responsibility for that. Some responsibility. You partial the, responsibility the Half person responsibility. <laughs> the person who told you that you were not cute in the fourth grade mm-hmm. you think they about to be like i remember i said it no i mean they're not but what i'm saying is, <laughs> i hear you i get your point i just don't feel it's completely fair maybe that's what it is i just don't think it's fair it's not fair but life isn't yeah, fair think it's fair i'll say that I love that song though. The ugly duckling who have to. A fun fact about that whole album: my (sighs) sister had um, the Tony Hawk game on Xbox, and that she up she was listening to that album like nonstop. Mm -hmm. She uploaded it to Tony Hawk, so when we were like kick flipping (laughs) over a building, (laughs) it was India Ari in the background. (laughs) So now every time that whole album is good from beginning to end. Yeah, like man. The the interludes everything yeah no she everything did a thing. that whole album she was incredible that's actually just like that whole album was that's a that's a confidence booster I feel like yes it's like um, the truth is on that album the one that I got this feeling that I need to express mm-hmm. but she used to do those. Um, I release all disappointment from my mental, physical, spiritual. There's an interlude about Stevie Wonder on there too. I know. (laughs) She actually came out um, when he was here. She was singing with him. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah, because she loves him the way I love him. Do you? Did you see that she also like is obsessed with Brandy and like went off on Jack Harlow? (laughs) No, I didn't see that. (laughs) I did not. So Jack Harlow just learned that Ray J and Brandy are siblings. He's like twenty three though, he, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm twenty four. Like nobody ever told me that. <laughs> but he what India Ari was upset about is that um Jack Harlow was like he was able to identify Ray J from clues, but not Brandy. So she's like, How do you know? Ray J, but you don't know Brandy. Are you talking about Brandy's brother? <laughs> like, that's what it should have been. <laughs> so she went off on a whole rant about racism, cultural appropriation. <laughs> I do. I I do love Indiari. I'm going to have to. I could take her whole catalog and just. Yeah. I respect it. Look, now I'm going to go on an Indiari binge after this. Well, I'm saying Indiari, so it'll come up. Now, as y'all know, the feds is listening to your FBI agent. Your mm-hmm. iPad. Yeah, <laughs> my iPad, my phone, it's recording it all. All right. Well, what are you going to make time for this week? I'm going to listen to NDRC. <laughs> but also, get some confidence boosters in my spirit. No, seriously. Like, if y'all haven't listened to Voyage to India, but that's not all. Like, she has songversation. Like, NDRC has legitimate like feel good music like she Mm -hmm. is someone who just you can sit and be like oh is this what this song says like even her sad songs i'm like like i i do i love her um but on top of that i i told myself that i was gonna really get rest um stay tuned i am um (laughs) 
I am going to a concert, so I'm going to enjoy that. And then I don't, yeah, I'm going to the concert. I'm like trying to think of the schedule, <laughs> my schedule. What's this concert? What is it? You told me, but I forgot. Anita Baker. Anita Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Anita. No, um, I'm really excited. She's like, when is it? Um, Friday. Friday. Okay. So, I I I, I love Anita. You guys know I really love me a good old school artist. But yes. also, I feel like with Anita, um, like I never got to see Prince perform. Like that's one of like. I wish I would have seen him in concert. And so it's like, this is Anita's, I'm putting air quotes because I don't know if it's true, but it's called her farewell tour. <laughs> oh, is I, it? Yeah. So this is supposed to be like her last like tour run for real. So okay. I'm like, I got to see Anita. How's that feel about Tony Braxton? What What are you making I would time for? I would love oh, to ahead. see Tony Braxton in concert. She might still. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. She pop out somewhere still. I want like a full blown performance. Okay. I want a show. I don't want you sitting on a stool. I want you to. It's just another. God, I love that woman's voice. In my brain. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I would go to see Tony Braxton too. She's 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 She'd definitely be performing too. That's yeah. why it's like. But doesn't it. she have health? She has health issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's she would be a concert to see. Tony, if you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> um. This week, I I am actually going to make time for releasing. I don't know what I'm releasing, but God's been talking to me. He's been dealing with me. Okay. Um, last Sunday or the Sunday before, mm-hmm. I hung around after everybody was gone um, with the associate pastor. And um, I'm calling minister, minister Monique. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, I was talking to them in the parking lot. We were just kind of just catching up. Um, and... She shared with me. She's like, um, "I have a word for you." And I was like, "Oh man, we were we were just here chopping it up. Why are we? Why do we have a word all of a sudden?" But she's like, "God told me to tell you to release," and I'm like, "I don't know what that means. Mm. Release what?" <laughs> and she's like, "He just told me to tell you to release," and I was like, "Okay." Um, so I have been in my prayer closet about releasing what mm. I'm supposed to be releasing. So, um, I think I'm just going to continue that. I'm going to make time for. Spending some time with the Lord so that I, I love can it release. There. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'd be like, come on, man. Like, it's I, real tough in here. <laughs> I was, I, you know, in the beginning of the year, I was like, I don't feel like talking. Like, because I just wasn't liking what, mm-hmm. I didn't like what we was having going on. <laughs> you know, and I, y'all know I love Jesus, but I mean, we here. Uh, yeah, I just didn't like what was being what our interaction was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't feel like doing this. And like, I was making time, but I was like, just doing it like begrudgingly. Like, I was just like, it's time to talk to Jesus. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, for, and I think I just was, it was the season the like I had a season, um, where I just was like, come on, like, let's get this out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it'd be tough in there sometimes. Every day ain't rainbows and gumdrops. <laughs> it's, it's just not. You're not wrong. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where you at. All right, bet. No, no, nah, we good now. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I ain't there now. You know? No, I mean, I'm not really there either. I'm not I'm not mad at him, but I'm, I just mean, like, 
that's what you gonna make time for it is what i'm gonna make time. that's what i mean <laughs> she said no i'm not hold on we good we good now we straight we got it we got through it we, we worked it out it. yeah all right well thanks guys for listening thank you for tuning in until next time suckers <laughs> bye <laughs>